self-absorbed, self-centered, not at all self-aware, and borderline selfish. (laughs) Arthi, don't talk about me that way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about Lisa Barlow. And I love every minute of it. Like, she has no idea how self-absorbed she is. I don't know. Obviously, we're not going to talk about stuff. First of all, hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Hi. Um, how are you feeling? I I am okay. I'm better. I am alive. Oh. Um, <laughs> this is not was, the ghost of Arthi. <laughs> it's not the ghost of Arthi. It, it, I, I, I um, feel like I, I, I am aware of which hemisphere on Earth I'm on now. <laughs> Oh, okay, For cool. a while there, I wasn't quite sure where I was, but <laughs> it's, touch it's and go. been a whirlwind of about two and a half weeks that I've been to the other side of the world, come back, fell sick. You've been traveling, you went to prison. You- <laughs> <laughs> rolled uh, my car five times. What? I rolled my car five oh, rolled times. rolled your car five times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start coughing so bad. I'm still getting over the flu, but. <laughs> well, good thing is nobody can catch it over a podcast. Thank God. Hopefully. Yeah. we're Okay, we're not going to talk about Salt Lake City. We're talking about Potomac and Married to Medicine. But I just want to talk about Salt Lake City because it's so good. I just like, finished watching it. That's why I said she, like. Lisa Barlow is top of the mind right now for me. I haven't watched the episode from last night, but I just think they're so funny because we've removed like the criminal, right? Like before Mm -hmm. it was frustrating because it was like, you all have a criminal on the show and you're all acting like the biggest problem here is jizz for jazz tickets. Like, are you crazy? And now that like that's out of the way, it's like- you're seeing the uh, the different levels of crazy that we couldn't see before. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Heather, I said this last week, but like Heather is coming in with like, like not just Heather, they are all coming in with their varying levels of insecurities that mm-hmm. they have. And there's like religious insecurity and like cult insecurity and business insecurity and marriage insecurity and then like the television security. show. The what? Financial insecurity. Financial insecurity. People getting sued by car washes. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. I um, know. It, it's actually pretty good, and I'm loving. Um, I you know I'm. You will watch it, uh, but if, essentially in this episode, Mary tells Monica not to be you know not to just speak off the cuff and just not be mean. And I'm like, that's what you do, Mary. <laughs> I mean, like, you got to love that, she right? Tells, like, Monica tells her, she's wrinkly. And I told her she's wrinkly. Because she is. And, and Mary's like, but you can't say that. I'm like, <laughs> that's exactly what you would say. Mary said to Heather that she looks inbred. <laughs> yep. Uh. And the delusion levels are so high. And it's amazing, amazing to watch this. So good. Yeah. Um. You want to talk about Married to Medicine because that's another show that has perfect casting right now. Sure. I I know you are. Oh, you muted yourself. Oh, no. What happened? We la- Oh, there we I go. I don't know. Oh, phew. Yeah. Um, 
I know you are loving it, but um, I'm okay with it. I'm not like blown What? away by it this year. Oh my god, it is cracking me up. I mean, I didn't need a full episode of Dr. G's wedding. Okay. It was literally <laughs> that. And I, I'm like, I don't even like this, you know, abusive <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, I hate this abuse, abusive mother, abusive I motherfucker. I yeah, hate I him. I feel like it's it. But yeah. I do feel you're watching another victim walk in willingly. I know. I know into that marriage, into that household. And it just makes me feel so guilty. So when I say that now, see, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I know. Yeah, I literally <laughs> held on to my forehead now. I'm like, okay, well, thanks a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> But if because of how ridiculous this wedding is, I just think it's so funny that Heavenly had the nerve to show up <laughs> at this wedding, say that she was noticed that she was not on the guest list, and then was like, I still got the fuck in because this is ridiculous. Like She's like, I have the invite. Yeah. And, um, you know, the producers warned me there. Yeah. And I'm just going to hang around. And there are empty seats over there, by the way. Not <laughs> all the seats were filled. Yes. So why don't I just enter just as they are saying their vows? So there's nothing she can do about it. It's so good. It's just incredible. But also, like, why is Sweet Tea excluding Heavenly but not Phaedra? Right? It's like, okay, but also Dr. G... How do you come back to the season and then rush a wedding so Bravo can pay for it? Of course. How? That's exactly how. Probably well, because. Yeah. So the, essentially, Sweet Tea was like, my wedding, my wedding, and this is my, um, uh, and I'm going to exclude her. But of course, this is all paid by Bravo. So Bravo is like, no, Heavenly is going in. Do you remember that in the first season of Married to Medicine, the big drama between Quad and Toya was that Toya made a comment about Quad's wedding because she said that what had <clears throat> happened right before the wedding, right before Quad and G's wedding, they canceled the wedding. Text messages went out from Quad that the wedding is called off from yeah. Quad and, and Gregory. Yeah. And so they both... They both had called off the wedding, and then the wedding happened anyway. And Quad came on the show acting like she had a perfectly happy marriage, and Toya yeah. called her out on it. Right. And Toya got and Quad got really mad at Toya. And I'm like, right. I'm thinking that this time around, Gregory was probably like, okay, if I'm going to do a wedding again, I need it to be paid for by somebody else because the last time there was so much drama with the wedding, right. I didn't realize that I could have just waited to get married on television, and then it would have been paid for. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I feel like I feel like that's the level of like change he's making from his life, not actual <laughs> like personality or anything like mm -hmm. that, you know? I don't need to see him at a strip club. I don't need to see him trying to take his pants off. I just didn't want I I hate that man so much. And I just didn't need to see his squeaky voice. But I think the, the thing that, yes, we don't need to see it, but I am liking watching this man be an idiot and think that he is not being an idiot. Like, he thinks that he is having, like, he's showing everybody how, like, fun and, like, different he is this time around. And it's like, you know, you're feeling, and the funniest thing of all is that Simone and Toya are really riding on this, like, oh, Gregory is so happy and he's the happiest we've ever seen him and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And they really think that they are, you know, betting on the right horse. And they don't yeah. realize that their horse is that strip club being like, I'm going to invite strippers 
to the wedding. <laughs> he didn't invite, but uh, he did sort of. He did. Like, if Eugene hadn't up, told him, but, yeah. yeah. I actually the way they had clipped it, I actually thought that Shabra showed up, and I was like so glad it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, um, we do have to talk about the fact that Phaedra and Jackie. Or no, Heavenly and Jackie go to Phaedra's house and they do the most like auntie thing where they show up and for like the first 10 minutes, they just sit there. <laughs> they sit on the same, the same <laughs> little tiny little bench, right? They don't yes. even sit on either side or on the cross the way they both end up. One sits down and the other one sits down the same place because they are like very, they're very, uh, uh, thrown off by the decor and they're yeah. feeling so uncomfortable and they don't know they're like I think Phaedra comes in even though Phaedra is coming <laughs> into their show yeah. it's very clear that they are all a little bit intimidated by Phaedra they're like <laughs> we need to treat her really well it's just so funny they both said and they're just whispering each other and Heavenly does this thing where she's like oh what is this what do we call this new American what is this it's beautiful though it's beautiful I love it it's beautiful and Jackie's like well you know it's not really my style I'm a minimalist but yes it's it's a beautiful house it's like this thing that aunties do where they like and then Heavenly's like I know you don't like it and, uh, and she's like I didn't say that <laughs> Yes, that's a I very auntie thing to do. And then I love that they both asked Phaedra, like, why did you invite Quad? And Phaedra's like, oh, because everybody was asking where Quad is. So I just figured, let me bring Quad around and Quad can actually kill the tension. And I thought yeah. it was actually really nice. So, so Phaedra is so, just the way that whole conversation went, it was so precise, right? Yes. They said, why did you bring Quad? And Phaedra is like, no, I didn't bring Quad. Um, the invitation was extended and Quad accepted it. Like, <laughs> I, I extended the invitation and Quad accepted it. As if if Quad accepts it, then it's okay. There's nothing that Phaedra could do at that point. But you extended the invitation. Yeah. She's like, well, I had a plus one yeah. and I extended it to Quad and Quad came. Yeah, that's <laughs> called bringing her. Yes. <laughs> And then, and then Jackie and Heavenly are like, "Okay, so that's what you're gonna go with." All right, that's <laughs> like, they're like, I okay. love that Heavenly said, "I know Phaedra is shady as Phaedra knows. I know what that I she knows that I know." <laughs> Heavenly, this is a great Heavenly episode because Heavenly also explains why she thinks that Gregory and uh, Gregory and Sweet Tea shouldn't get married. And it's because she is aware that Gregory is a psychopath. And she's right. like, you can't have two crazy people in a marriage. She says, in my marriage, I'm the crazy one. <laughs> I can't. She's like. I love <laughs> Heavenly in this. Because <laughs> Heavenly was making so much sense. And I think now that uh, Phaedra is on board, if. You know, Phaedra is going to be the bigger shitster. Yes. And she's going to be the more evil of the two yes. in the way she goes about doing things. So Heavenly can take the higher moral ground and just make sense to the audience now. she Heavenly doesn't have to necessarily stir the pot in the evil way that she was doing it before. Now she can take a backseat. Let Phaedra stir, but then Heavenly can come in with the, I am, I am speaking for the audience and i am you know the voice of reason here yeah like 
that there's these dynamics that I think are so fun, which is like Heavenly Quad and Phaedra. Because for a long time, I think Quad didn't have anybody on the show, mm-hmm. right? Like she was out with Mariah and then she right. kind of tried to, you know, hang out with Anila, but never quite worked out. And then she would try it with Heavenly and Heavenly would piss her off. And she <clears> never <throat> really got along with the doctors. Right. And like, so I feel like what I really like about this dynamic is that you have the Quad, Heaven, you have the Quad and Phaedra team. And then you have Heavenly mixed in there too. But Heavenly is also really good friends with Jackie. And the other team is sort of like Toya and Simone and Jackie. And then Heavenly sort of like teetering between the two. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really fun. Like I just think that that's like. A I, really yeah, fun. I just am like, mo- I'm just blown away by the BS that um, um, that Phaedra can even join this cast because she has a boyfriend who is a doctor who's never going to be on screen yeah so now quad can be her plus one because quad doesn't have a doctor boyfriend but now because of him because phaedra doesn't will not bring her boyfriend on 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 the on the show Somehow that works. I yeah. don't understand. I mean, like, I'm okay why with is Phaedra it. even on this show? I'm okay with it because you know what? The alternative was Gregory coming on the show and bringing his new baby wife with him mm-hmm. and having no opposition. And I yeah. think that in that regard, I'm glad that we got this because I do think that Simone and Toya brought Gregory one and Gregory on the show so mm-hmm. that they could ice quad out of the show i just feel gregory and his wife need to have been on 90 day fiance or something not on the show (laughs) okay i don't know how to explain this but my heart is growing soft for sweet tea (laughs) mostly because i believe that she's a victim in this what's that i said it's all the sugar in that (laughs) yes it's just like i feel like i feel like she's she's getting like she she jumped into this thing that is a co- complete fucking disaster and like she i don't think that she's aware of what a mess it's going to be like she thought this was going to be easy peasy she dates the ugliest guy on married to medicine and like you know mm-hmm. gets married to him and gets on the show and now she's like fuck <sighs> you know so i'm excited for that mm-hmm. also i appreciated the cut over to quad living her best life taking a bath while everybody <laughs> Figure out how Heavenly got into the wedding. <laughs> oh my God! The, the 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 they're looking at the program and that's very much like a funeral. Yes, <laughs> Phaedra said that she's like, "This is a funeral program." Yeah, and then oh wait, Phaedra said also that she and Apollo had been together since twelfth grade. Right? How does that work into the eight eight uh, into the four month old pregnancy? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that her baby was fully cooked at seven months and they're like yeah we're gonna induce you <laughs> phaedra math is a new kind of math it's like yeah i've been up with apollo since the 12th grade what you how did we not know that <laughs> we don't know that so she has been there from the first car that he jacked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was exactly. like, ah, I, ga- I gotta go to law school. My boyfriend is going to be jacking cars. Yeah, and is it like, was it like 
was Paulo younger than Phaedra and was he in the 12th grade and she was in college? Like what, (laughs) what is this? You know, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's talk about marriage. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Potomac because the beans were spilled, but so funny. Talk about spilling beans. Oh my God. (laughs) Truly hot Um, beans. Okay, so obviously, like this episode, you had the pickleball event, which is a majority of it. You had a whole bunch of other scenes. We got this whole this whole background into the NECA and Wendy situation. There's a cousin. There's a Facebook. There's mm-hmm. in-laws. There's a mom. There's it's, a shrine. It was there's giving clout. me, Yeah, it, it was giving me a lot of Melissa Gorga joining New Jersey and Teresa going off. That's what it was. Like the whole family knew... But you, you know, I you didn't talk to me before coming on, and you know, and that's where all of that shit started. <laughs> I mean, it makes it so. Let's just get into the Wendy and Neca thing, right? Because yeah. I wanted to get your opinion on it. Number one, my question is: Do you believe that Wendy and Eddie both knew Neca and Ike before they joined the show? And if yes, then do you believe that they are? Uh, purposely pretending like they don't know them? And if yes, why? Okay, I believe that Wendy knew of NECA mm-hmm. as, you know, the other cousin's cousin or whatever. Yeah. I believe that um, Ike and Eddie, I clearly knew Eddie, mm-hmm. but I think because Eddie was a senior, he didn't quite pay attention to the junior students. Mm-hmm. And so he may have known of uh, Ike, but never actually interacted with him to mm-hmm. a point where he would actually remember his face. Mm-hmm. And they might have become faithful friends when in college when everybody was becoming friends yes. with everybody else. Yes, yes. And not, and he never bothered to follow him or know anything. And I, I believe that at some point, um, some social media person cleaned up Eddie's um social media and said do you want to follow him and eddie probably said no mm-hmm. i don't know who he is i don't know him well enough and unfollowed him i do think that eddie unfollowed him but i also think that i can neka are thirsty enough to actually have researched everything about this right yeah and they knew that um eddie and um uh, wendy were on real housewives and they were trying to get on so they were looking up and getting to know all of that. And so that's how they knew they were keeping a close eye on whether, you know, on their social media and and they were following or, you know, friending all of these people. Yeah. So what I found was weird was the timeline <clears throat> of all of it because NECA says to Ike that a week before Ashley's party, Wendy's cousin and mom were harassing everyone. Okay. Right. So then why didn't NECA bring that up to Wendy when no she met her at Ashley's party? No the question party? of NECA. That's the point that got, I got stuck on. I was like, wait a minute. You had a problem with Wendy a week before Ashley's party? Yeah. And then you came to the party and Wendy was nice to you and you pretended that you were meeting Wendy for the first time and you did not bring up any of those things? Yes. Why are you acting so nice to Wendy if this whole time Wendy's mom was calling up your cousin and telling her that she's going to put her, your name in a shrine? Right. <laughs> now, do you believe that Wendy's mom said that? 
Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay, I think... This is what moms do. This is what aunties <laughs> do, okay? Yes. I think Here's what I think happened. I don't I think th- she actually has a shrine or does it, but she, in her own way... So there, and I also think you better watch out. You better watch out is what she did. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't think that there's like a shrine, like a shrine, shrine, like a a voodoo shrine. shrine, Yeah. But I think that what's going on is that there is like a, you know, like Badua, like Lana, Mm -hmm. like it, like you're like giving somebody bad, like you're wishing poorly on a person. uh, Yeah. Wishing ill on somebody. And let me tell you, religious people, Mm -hmm. the more religious they are, Mm -hmm. the more they will wish ill on people right they're like, the biggest hypocrites the huge the biggest biggest hugest hypocrites ever so here's right. what i think happened wendy got wind that this girl neca and ike were coming on the show mm-hmm. and it's possible that she said eddie do you know ike he went to university of maryland college park by the way college park is a huge fucking university right and at the time that eddie was in college is when i was in college Everybody was adding everybody on Facebook. You met right. somebody once and you just added them to your Facebook. You went to a Correct. party once with somebody and you added them to their Facebook, which is why when Mia is like, if you're friends with someone on Facebook, that means you're really friends with them. I'm like, Mia, Mia, please. <clears throat> yeah. The grownups are talking. Right. Sit down, and Mia. So I think that Wendy was like, do you know this person? And he mm-hmm. was like, I don't know him. He was like, oh, I'm friends with him on Facebook. That's weird. Let me unfriend him. Yeah. But I don't think that they actually knew knew them no. like that, right? No. But I do and know he, that. Even when he unfriended, he may not have realized it's the same person he's meeting afterwards. Yes. Here's the other thing. Wendy is sick. NECA says that this whole thing happened a week before Ashley's party, right? So when Ashley is saying like, oh, I misconstrued the information that I was telling Wendy, I told her that it was NECA who was talking shit, but it was actually me stirring shit up. That's now a moot point because based on what NECA is saying, Wendy has been pissed about NECA joining the show for weeks. Yes. And probably complaining to her mother. Right. And then her mom is like, oh, I know her. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to do this, that, and the other. How and- did, yeah. And the part that I didn't get was how did that Osu conversation even come up between NECA and and um, Ashley? Who brought it up? Ashley brought it up. But did Ashley say, I just read an article? Is that what yeah. she said? Ashley well, said there was. That's an old article that yes. came up when Wendy came on board two years ago. Because you know, so Ashley. I feel like this was brought up so Neka could say something about her being also. I I don't quite even understand. That. No, I think that it came up because Ashley's an asshole, um, yeah. and she probably was like, because I remember when that article came up, it was back when. Remember when we first met Wendy and Eddie? Wendy doesn't talk to Eddie's family. Eddie's yes. family is completely out of right. the picture. And Eddie's family allegedly said that it was because Wendy's mom is like yes. a crazy person and right. she's not like a good person. And I think that's right. when all the Osu shit started coming up. Correct. Yes. So now it's like, well, what, Wendy, if your mom is calling <laughs> calling up people and telling them that she's going to fight them using yeah. spirits yeah. and demons and whatever – it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It does not help. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm coming to I come from a society where caste system is so huge, right? Yes. So I am looking at the whole thing and it took me a while to quite understand why um why people were accusing accusing Wendy of being Osu. 
Because for me, it was like, if somebody is calling Wendy an outcast, shame on the person calling her an outcast. Yes. That's that's negative. To call somebody an Osu is negative. To be Osu may not be negative. So you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. To be an outcast is not something that you could help. Somebody else put you on the outside, right? Yes. Somebody yes. else put you down. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is th- saying that you are not worth it. You shouldn't, nobody should interact with you. So why would anybody be defensive about being also? You should like, how dare you call me also? That's so the way they get, they say about the way the way they went about it was being osu is bad yeah versus calling somebody osu is bad exactly that's the part that was like such a disconnect to me like for neka to call wendy osu or anybody to call wendy osu would be the bad thing not for wendy to be osu yeah right yeah Exactly. And so, so our, for yeah, it's just it's just boggles my mind that uh, and then Wendy saying, you saw that all of my relatives came to my thing. So I am not an outcast. Like, why are you even defending that? You should be like, why? That's such a horrible thing to say. It's like calling somebody an N word. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Yeah. It just it doesn't it, it, all of it kind of was like. It w- it's just not the place to like have this conversation. So Chai, our friend Chai, she mm-hmm. was on the podcast a couple weeks ago and she said it like this is the thing that frustrated her about all of this coming on the show as a Nigerian woman is she's like there's so much like context to this that you cannot put on a reality show where people just don't have like the the like the like depth to mm-hmm. digest it like you know, Giselle is one of those people that is going to like half listen to you anyway and then come right. up with her own conclusions. So right. now that you're taking this woman who has already been accused of being Osu, you didn't necessarily shut that down. Wendy kind of didn't really do a great do- job of shutting that down. And then you add on to it this idea that this woman's mother, you call this woman's mother a witch. Yeah. <laughs> a witch. Right. Which is fucked up. You don't right. say that about somebody's mom. The two things, right? They're conflating the two things. One, being called Osu, which is an outcast, mm-hmm. because you did something to, you gave up a child to please a god you're, or whatever. You're, you're, and, and generations ago. Generations ago. Yes. Whatever it is, right? To say that you belong to those, that untouchable or, un, you know, yeah. outcast family is one. Then there is... Oh, her mother does all these, you know, is ha- has a shrine and is, you know, praying against people. And then conflating the two and saying that's because she's Osu is like another leap. Yeah. And so I think that it's, I get what Wendy was trying to say is like, oh, now you're using the Osu thing to say that I'm this, this, and this. Right. Wendy, oh God. Wendy is so smart. But Wendy needs to prepare herself better. Like right. Wendy is not an off the cuff like reader because right. then she does too much. Like yeah. I thought that Wendy has a real like the the only thing Wendy should have said is if all this happened weeks ago before you met me yeah. at Ashley's party, why didn't you say anything to me? Right. Or she could have said, "Girl, I don't know what my mom and my cousin are doing yeah. for you for I don't know what happened with them." I have no idea. I'm not involved, right? Like that's yeah. what Candy was Candace was trying to say. Right. She was like, "Let's not blame right. each other for what our right. crazy moms are doing." Right. Hi, have you met my mom? Right? Yeah. Like 
I think that that's what Wendy could have done. But Wendy does the whole thing of like, you're a flop. You tried it. You're a fail. You're a fail. And like, you're jealous. And I'm not, I'm like, once Wendy did all that, I was like, oh, Wendy. Yeah. You you're, you guys all got on the phone. You got on a three-way yeah. call. Right. And you called that girl's cousin. And your yeah. mom, you were on the phone when your mom wished ill on her. Yeah. Like, yeah. And which is ridiculous. And even if she wasn't, she knew exactly if she tri- if she told her mom about this girl. Yeah. That her mom and what the uh, what she said her and what happened with Ashley. But see, th- that's the other thing. Like, why would her mom just get on the call with her two weeks before Ashley's, you know, mm-hmm. party mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just curse her out for what reason? Exactly. Unless it was after Ashley's party where Ashley told Wendy about what they had been talking about. Well, that's the thing. I think so that the, like there's that timeline doesn't fit. Well, that's why it doesn't make sense. It's it has nothing to do with what Ashley said to Wendy. It has to do more with NECA getting on the show at all. Yeah. Because this isn't about what Ashley said or whatever, like Yeah, it's about NECA saying she knew Wendy. Exactly. She knows Wendy and using that to get on the show. Exactly. So it's like well, apparently that didn't matter because when they met – and then the other reason I knew that Wendy was guilty is because the last time she met her at Ashley's house, everything was fine. Mm-hmm. And then when she met her at the pickleball event, she was being really fucking weird. And I was like, okay, 100% Wendy's family is nuts. They're all mm-hmm. nut jobs and right. they all got on the phone and they acted crazy. And right. now Wendy is still having to be on this sh- – like I don't know if she was thinking that she's going to drive this woman off the television show. Right. Like what were you thinking, Wendy? And then right. poor Eddie in the corner. Yeah. Happy Eddie has turned into worried Confused. Eddie. Confused <laughs> yeah. Eddie. He was just in the corner. and <laughs> He's like, I don't know. What's going to mm-hmm. happen to me right now? And then yeah. Wendy's like, you got Eddie activated. And I was like, yeah, no, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I think the most he got activated was like, huh? What? What did you say? I just met you. What? Facebook? And also what? he's a very bad liar. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Wendy deflects and is like, I don't want to talk to NECA anymore. I want to go resolve things with Mia. <laughs> and then she doesn't really even resolve anything with and Mia. The door of word Mia goes with her. <laughs> Mia's like, okay. And then and she's, she's like, like, they don't really resolve anything. Mia yeah. never says to her, hey, you called me dumb. And by the way, my child has an IEP. And right. that makes me sad. Like, she didn't say any of that. She was just like, what is going on here? This is so No, because when he was like, you and I have had issues, but we've never called each other a bitch. And then she's like, oh, wait a minute. Yes, I have called you a bitch. Yeah. That was it. It was so silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, the pickleball event itself. I mean, you had the teams, the pickles, a speech by Karen that won Mr. exits and Mrs. from. Mr. Pickle. Mr. and Mrs. Pickle dressed like pickles. Pickles everywhere. I was like. And then Juan and uh, Robin walking in with all of the headlines popping up. The headlines. And then the fight between NECA and Wendy is interrupted by Juan hitting the fence so hard that he spills the beans and he sets the carpet on fire. And, you know, again. You know, he he was playing Ray at that point, right? So Ray Ray hit that ball so well because he's the pickleball expert here that Juan had to dive to, you know, get at it again. That's what happened. 
But the whole thing, the whole pickleball thing was just like so hilarious to me. It's like, here's Ray who wanted to retire to <laughs> to Florida <laughs> years ago. And Karen told him no. And she literally, they almost divorced on that point. And then they came back together. And now Ray is in seventh heaven because pickleball came to him. Yes. Instead of him going to pickleball. So now he's at Del Dinkers. <laughs> happily playing his pickleball and then one she's like okay life. ray every season i'll give you one retirement related <laughs> activity that we can have you at so that will make you feel like you're in florida <laughs> <laughs> yes it just it's so funny because like the whole time you know i always say this the girls have the most fun like the OG girls have the most fun when they're not doing the fighting. Right. So even with NECA and Wendy, they're having a great time watching this because they're like, <clears throat> we're not involved. Right. Okay. Like, even Karen goes yeah, up to Jazan. Like Karen she's like, was going from one person to another. She was like <laughs> jumping from one side of the table to the other. And she's walking around and sitting with each person. And then Ray, <laughs> somebody handed her a drink and she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> she's like gulping the drink. The whole fight, I was watching at watching Karen and her expressions because it was so hilarious that she was sitting there, just you know, just going. It, she was going bonkers with all of, the, all of the activity that was happening around her. There's so you know how Juan hit a fence, and that's yeah. how the beans were spilled. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's also the moment when Karen came up with her tagline because she was like, "Oh, that's the fence. I'm no, the fence, and like Juan rides me." References in this episode, right? First, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, I think it was um, Mia. Was it was it Mia? Mia who said, "Oh, so you want to sit on the fence on this? Yeah, on on Wendy." And she was like, no, that's not you guys. No, you are humping the fence. And she's like, no, you hump the I am the fence. You are humping me. So she, was already, she was already there. And then this other thing happened with the beads. Like, there's just too many fence references for her to get away from it. It's she's so like, good. At the end of this season, we are all going to finally understand her statement. Well, also because she thinks that Juan Dixon walks around Georgetown with a blonde that looks like Karen. So she's like, see, there's Juan again riding me she the like, fence. Like she, she was like, Juan, let's talk woman to woman. What's going on? What's going on? Why would you spill my beans? She says about Robin, she's like, he, she looks like a sheared Batman with her vagina on <laughs> Uh, she's she's like and robin does so much she's like um <clears throat> karen starts her speech by saying i just really want everybody to get along get along even even um robin who needn't have come but she came and robin is like immediately why are you starting with me and one is like oh i can't take this anymore i'm walking away they're like they came in ready to fight 
And well, if I think Nika and Wendy hadn't fought, it was going to be a Robin and Juan fighting with everybody else. I don't think that Robin and Juan want to fight, actually. I think what Robin and Juan want is for everybody pret- to pretend like nothing happened. And I think that's why they get annoyed when Karen brings attention to them, right? Like, Robin and Juan are of the, the school of thought that, like, if you show up, then they can't say anything to you. And it's like, do you know what television show you're on? It's yeah. Real Housewives of Potomac. They're right. going to say something to you, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think that they're trying to, you know, figure out, like, how to, how to like, get ahead of it by doing these little scenes. But they're not getting ahead of it because when there's that scene with Giselle and Robin, when we find out that Giselle and Juan sort of got into it, mm-hmm. Robin excuses Juan yelling at Giselle yeah. by saying, because of coaching, he has a hearing problem. And he, <laughs> he shouts. Oh my God, Robin! Uh, yeah, yeah. And Giselle is like, okay, if that's what you're going going with. But Giselle, I was, uh, I was surprised that even in her confessional, she was like, he told me four times that he there was nothing, nothing going on with this woman. Yeah, right. And he, she was like, well, if you keep saying it, you don't have to say it four times. I heard you the first time. Yeah. So that just tells me that Giselle doesn't believe a word that um, that one said. And she's only shutting up because she has this business with Robin and she's like, okay, I'm not going to jeopardize it. Yes. And Robin I think wants well, to keep doing this, let her do it. Yeah. Because if it was anybody else, Giselle would be like, no, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Right. I feel like I don't believe. And here's the thing for what it's worth, at least Giselle is saying in confessionals, like, fine, that's what you want to believe. I'm not in a relationship with Robin. That's what she wants to be with. That's fine. But she never gives that like grace and space to, to other people. Else. She never does. I will say the thing is that like when Wendy was addressed with the rumors, Wendy didn't, she didn't, the, the problem, not to say that this is what you need to do to Giselle. We're human beings and we're allowed to like react how we want. What Giselle wants is for people to say, Giselle, like, don't be ridiculous. Like, no, I trust my husband. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not yeah. real, right? And then that's it. That's like what Robin is basically saying, right? right. Like, yeah, whatever. Giselle, like, right. it's over. Like, it's not a big yeah. deal. I dealt with it. What's your problem? And the, and Ashley does the same thing with Ashley Michael. Ashley does the same thing with Michael. Yeah. Wendy didn't do that when they tried to do that with Eddie. And yeah. um, Candace didn't do it. Now, granted, Candace's situation was a little bit different because she was essentially accusing Chris of being a predator. Right. But like, I I think that that's what Giselle wants is for somebody to like shut her up by admitting that something she's saying might be true or like she wants them to have a real conversation with her. But those women are not close enough to Giselle to right. try to have a real conversation with her. Right. And so it's like and- it only comes off like you're trying to destroy my marriage. It doesn't come right. off as anything else. Right. Right. And oh, uh, yeah. And yeah, the this was this was. um this was one of the episodes where I, I I had a little bit of respect for Giselle for actually having spoken her mind to one and actually sharing that with us because she could have j- just hidden the whole thing. She needn't have shared that she talked spoke to one. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also annoyed. I'm like, could we we couldn't get cameras on that. Yeah, no, right. Also, I think that one did fuck somebody else. <laughs> I mean, we know he did, but I think that because. There's this thing that Robin does that makes me really sad. When Robin is addressed with something that she is embarrassed about, like 
she does this thing where she just like laughs about it, like where she was right. like, you know, Juan said something along the lines of, I didn't put my dick in her. Yeah. Right. And he, she kind of like giggles about it in yeah. the confessional. Like, it shouldn't even come to this point where yeah, you like, have that's to have so this sad. conversation. The fact that you have to have this conversation every time and then you have to uh, choose to believe him is the problem, Robin. And nobody, and that's what everybody is telling you. That yeah. you have to go through this over and over again with him, and then you have to choose to believe him. It's so sad. Yeah. Ugh. Um, also, off camera, all the rumors about Chris Bassett that Giselle had yeah. tried to peddle by Tasha Kay. That yeah. lady said, I lied. And now she's saying, I did it because Giselle told me to. <gasps> she did. She said that? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm like, all right, well, there you go. And now, now look, now we're going to go into major alleged territory, okay? <sighs> allegedly, 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 on the Twitters and Housewives Reddit, apparently back when Giselle was married to Jamal Bryant, uh-huh. there were a lot of rumors of her doing like witchcraft adjacent shit to women who were trying to do stuff with, with Jamal. Yeah, but that wouldn't have worked. It's Giselle. I like, know, of course. Yeah. But she has no connections there into the witch world. <laughs> Even the witches are like, no, Giselle. <laughs> Even the witches are like, mm, we can't quite follow you your just, story. You, you're messy. You're you're an unserious witch, Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> and Wendy's mom. That's a serious. <laughs> That's a serious witch. Yeah. She's a serious bit. I also didn't like that NECA kept saying that, like, implying these, like, super misogynistic things or, like, emasculating things about Eddie. She was like, oh, I think Eddie's in, like, the sunken place and he's in Get Out and he's trying to get out. I'm like, I hate this yes. shit. Fuck you. Yeah. You scream at your husband, like, right. all the time. All the time. And they scream at each other all the yes. time. They're, like, they're not very nice to each other no. it almost feels like an arrangement that they made and now they are trying to have a baby so they can talk about it but it's like okay but i don't think i don't see what brought you both together it's almost like an it, it's a financial arrangement between the two of yeah, you. yeah i don't know it's it the the it's, vibes are the vibes are off it's, but... there's something off about both of them i don't know yeah yeah i mean who wears scrubs in the on a flight so, like, did you even land from a flight or did you just pretend to land on from the flight? Okay, I was thinking about that. I was yeah. like, did he just pretend to come in from somewhere and he happens to be in scrubs? Because, like, you don't have to be in scrubs on, for, on a flight and be so in your face that I'm a doctor. I and right? and and planes are cold, yeah. You just, I don't, like you don't I, even have a like a sweater on like what? you didn't change out of your t-shirt like i just yeah. don't under there's so many questions i have like i know like i have a lot of we both have friends who are physicians and stuff my friends have scrubs everybody i know i grew up my pajamas yeah. growing up were always scrubs because everybody i knew was like a doctor or nurse or something right yeah. but like you don't wear that out like all my yeah. cousins and stuff the only time they're ever wearing my friends who are doctors the only times they're ever wearing scrubs are when they're going to work or coming back from work yeah but what? <laughs> Why was I in scrubs? And what is this traveling physician? So the, the other thing I thought of was 
does is he like a physician for a private airline? Like you know, when people have PJs and they just need medical help on a PJ, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like a very rich person needs a doctor on the plane at all times when they fly. Is oh, that what he is? Which would make sense that he is in scrubs because he has to come. He's coming right off that plane. Yeah, what's a try? I know what but a he travel was at nurse Reagan. Is. He was Reagan. <laughs> He was at Reagan Airport, so I don't quite understand it. What's at Reagan? Yeah, what are you doing at Reagan and your scrubs? I'm so yeah. confused. <laughs> you know what he is? He's a deeply unserious doctor. Because also, what is a travel physician? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm pressing something on my keyboard okay. that's yeah, causing that. Yeah, but yeah, what is that? I know what a travel nurse is. Can what is a travel up? nurse? Huh? What is a travel nurse? Well, a travel nurse is like nurses that will go and like uh, they're like per diem nurses. Like they'll go and be do like a, a job at like a, a hospital. It actually happened really often in COVID and stuff. Let's see, travel physician. F- travel uh, doctor is a, a medical professional who travels to different cities, states, and sometimes countries to provide medical care. They can serve as a medical resource for various explorers and scientists in remote areas. No, that's not what he is. He's not going to any remote area. Um, yeah, I what is know. a travel doctor? And how do you become a travel doctor in America? Don't you have to be licensed for like a state? I know. I'm very confused by it. It's giving short fraud. Assi- I'm not going to lie. Short-term assignments close to home. <laughs> now you're looking up jobs. I, I know. It's like 100, <laughs> 183K to 331K. Okay. This is the pay range according to ZipRecruiter. Okay. Well, if you're but- a travel physician <laughs> – let us know mm-hmm. because I'm confused by it. It's giving fraud. Unfortunately, it's like uh, it's like Wendy says. They fail. fill a temporary position for areas in need. So they are basically can be called to be hired by different hospital systems, I guess. I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. I don't understand. Anyway. Uh, I, I, it, I, it's, it, it's not something... I don't know if it's something that we need to really pay attention to. No, not at all. It yeah. just uh, it, what I did pay attention to is that this man is walking around the airport in scrubs, which is yeah. weird. Right. Okay. I've literally never seen it. That's why when they're on the plane, they say, "Is anybody here a doctor?" And then you have to raise they your can't hand tell. because he can't tell. <laughs> nobody's in scrubs. <laughs> Nobody should. Like we've seen the married to medicine women travel all the time. Right. They don't wear scrubs. <laughs> Not on the plane. Once they get there, they do wear scrubs when they're treating the patients, but not when they are on the plane. <laughs> Wait, somebody pointed this out online. Not to, I know you hate Dr. Gregory, but they showed Dr. Gregory's lab coat, like his doc, his white coat yeah. that he wears, and the font that his name is on, it's like a Disney font. And they're like, what? Why not? What? <laughs> what kind of psychiatrist is he? Is he a kid psychiatrist? I don't know. I hope not. I'm very confused I mean, about that, that voice <laughs> with that voice and the and his IQ level on how to deal with relationships. He might be in the on the chi- child psychiatric category. But well, listen, I mean, poor children. Who are oh, also, by. I can if he's an adult, regardless of what kind of mental health physician he is, I understand why this country has such a mental health 
uh, crisis. It's, it's because of the font? Because of Dr. <laughs> Gregory and his font. <laughs> oh, God. Another thing that when uh, Karen said that I wrote down is in the middle of playing pickleball, Karen leaves and says, I got to go fry some beans. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And she had so it's it's pickleball, so she brought pickles and beans. And then she gets everybody to come they have two people to train them to play. And she has like four people on one side, four people on the other side. The the whole court is so small. And yeah, then I was, it's I the was men like, away and she's like, you men go over there. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, why didn't she – and it's kind of – it's a little, like, low budget because I'm yes. like, you could have just gotten multiple courts. But, like, yeah. she couldn't get multiple courts. She, she just got, got the courts. one – Yeah, she got one two court courts. One court for filming and the other court for playing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Karen. I love her. And I just love that she keeps – even at the end of NECA and Wendy's fight, she's like, well, I hope that you both can have a conversation and resolve it. I'm like, Wendy – she just called <laughs> Wendy's mom a witch. <laughs> I don't think, Karen, that's going to go anywhere. No. <laughs> oh, God, I love them. I love oh, them so much. Mm. Um, One more thing about Mayor to Madison we didn't talk about. I just yeah. want to mention it because, you know, I love any scene where Simone is like half screaming at her children. Oh, yes. Her son, Miles, has apparently been in college for five years. He has no plans to finish college. Now, Cecil is an unserious dad, is what he is. Like, he's an unserious parent. Cecil is himself is living off of Simone, right? He himself is, like, does he even have a job now? I still don't know. And he is enjoying his life. And he's, like, telling his son to do the same. He's like, mom will go keep working for the rest of her life. You just stay. You just be like, what? You know what was that? What was that? Um, what was that? T. Um, the movie character, Van Jones. No, no, not Van Jones. Van, Van Wilder. Wilder. Van Wilder. Just stay Van in college Joe? forever. <laughs> yeah, I said Van Jones. That's Miles. Poor Miles. And then yeah. Miles is Miles is like, I think that you guys shouldn't be so hard on me when I get C's. <laughs> And Simone says, Miles is seeing his way through college. No child of mine gets C's. Oh, my God. All that parents. college money. I know. All that money for college to get C's. And, you know, at least pick something that you want to do. God. Listen, as a person who wasn't so good scholastically, I don't think people should get mad about C's. It's average. No, I don't think they should be mad. But I think then if he's if he's getting a C in um in the subject ma- subjects that he's taking, then yeah. that's probably not what he should be doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're probably. He doesn't right. seem interested in college, so you know, find some other vocation for him so he starts. He actually gets a, a gets a job afterwards. Put him on an app- apprenticeship if he wants to go do work in Hollywood. Put him on some kind of media apprenticeship. Yeah, 
Exactly. That poor kid, he's like, Mom, please, just please. There's he's cameras in our house. He's going to be the next uh, doctor in medicine. That's not happening. So oh, just I feel like he's, prob- he's probably like, my mom is on a TV show. There's right. camera crew here all the time. She knows candy. I'm sure right. Todd's got some dumb projects that he could right. work on. Like, there's so many. They- candy is producing so many things. I'm sure Simone can connect him to candy. But I don't. Todd. You know what? But Simone is not that kind of a mom. No, Simone, she's not. You know, Le- Cecil is like, yeah, I'll talk to Todd. And Simone's like, absolutely not. Yeah. You're not going to ask Todd to do a favor for him. Like he Jackie, on it. the other hand, will just call and say, I gave, I gave birth to you on, uh, all of your kids. Yeah. I birthed them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. connect them. Exactly. Jackie, would, Jackie would call favors, but not Simone. Also, don't you find it sus that um, Curtis was conveniently in the Dominican Republic after he was slapping asses of women at the strip club? What? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. This is from last episode. Curtis. La- yeah. Was last the, week. Was he, was he at the strip club? He was at the strip club. Yeah. Touching butts. Yeah. And the rule was no touching. Yeah. And now this week, he's now not at the wedding. He's in Dominican Republic. I'm like, is, is that, that what Jackie for- calls her basement where she locked him up? <laughs> And now I know it was messed up when I said that NECA said that it's messed up that of the Eddie's in the sunken place, but. <laughs> but. You think Curtis is in the sunken place? I don't think Curtis is in the sunken place, but I do think that Curtis <laughs> is somewhere without his will. <laughs> uh, uh, quite anyway. possible. Yeah. Um. Well, that's it for this. Yeah. I'm happy that Lisa you're back. Contessa, Contessa showed up. Contessa. Contessa looked amazing. She did. I almost didn't recognize her. She looked so good. She was yeah. probably like, I look good because I'm not on the show anymore. Right. She's I'm so much happier. Not stressed at all. No, not at yeah. all. Um, yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, I'm going to watch Salt Lake City right after we end this call. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. And I think I'm going to talk about Beverly Hills with Tom Hamlet tomorrow. So I think we're going to do another crossover episode. Somebody said to me, I love your Beverly Hills recaps with Tom, but he needs to stop it with the soundboard. And I'm telling you right now, I will <laughs> never I will, I will, never let him stop it with the soundboard. Okay? <laughs> so you better buckle up. There's going to be a lot of name him. Name him. <laughs> name him. <laughs> or even better would be Jennifer Tilly's Hmm. <laughs> Jennifer mm-hmm. Tilly saying no mm-hmm. words. No words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just loved it. She said so much with her. 